welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 909, chapter 138. Notes. With nearly five hours until my meeting with the mayor, I was finally free to go about my business in Severin Low. From the horse lifts, the sky was so clear and blue it could break your heart to look at it. With that in mind, I made my way to the Four Tapers Inn. The taproom wasn't busy, so it isn't surprising that the innkeeper spotted me heading toward the back stairs. Stop you, he called out in broken a turn. Pay! Room only for paying men! Not wanting a scene, I approached the bar. The innkeeper was a thin, greasy man with a thick Lenati accent. I smiled at him. I was just visiting a friend. The woman in room three. Long, dark hair. I gestured to show how long. Is she still here? Ah, he said, giving me a knowing look. The girl. Her name Dine? I nodded. Knowing Dana changed her name as often as some other women changed their hair. The greasy man nodded again. Yes, the pretty dark eyes. She gone for long. My heart fell, despite the fact that I'd known better than to hope that she would still be here after all this time. Do you know where she might have gone? He barked a short laugh. No, you and all the other wolves come sniffing after her. I could have sold knowing to you all to make a thick purse. But no, I hate the idea. Might she have left a message for me, I asked without real hope. I hadn't found any letter or note waiting for me at Alvaron's estate. She was expecting me to find her here. Was she? He said mockingly, then seemed to remember something. I... I don't remember what I remember. Uh, that's the page. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. <laughs> Good voice work, Jeremy. That was, Thank that was you. highly Thank comedic. You, uh, you got to feel for Quoth a little bit here, uh, or at least with your delivery. Like I don't think I totally clocked this before, but Quoth is clearly not the first one who's come looking. Yeah, for the time <laughs> she's all of Dana's various suitors have come, come a-looking. Which, uh, you know, is probably a little hurtful for Quoth because he's no longer special. Mm. Well, I mean, he, but she always had suitors. She always had suitors, but prior she might have left a letter for him, right? And, well, we'll see what happens. Mm. Well, yeah, that. I mean, I think everything hits different because he knows he's in the doghouse, right? Like the last time they talked, they had a screaming fight. And then he left the next day having sent her a letter. Uh, and we see the contents of the letter he sent her very shortly. But like that's the last thing she heard from him, and he hasn't heard from her at all since. And I think he is an anxious little bean, as just as I would be. And he's thinking of all the things she might be thinking about him. He's thinking about all the terrible scenarios. And I think that that mood is set up from the very first when he says, the sky was so clear and blue it could break your heart to look at it. With that in mind, I made my way to the Four Tapers Inn. He's thinking mm. about heartbreak. Mm. That's a good bit of prose. And a good catch, Mr. I don't like the close read. I only like the close read when there's something to close read. It's all the time. That's where we disagree. Yeah. What do you think about this one, Jordana? Um, I think it's, I, I would never think of a blue sky that way. Um, like I would never think of it as being heartbreaking. So I feel like for me, it's like, you just threw this in there because it works nicely. Well, I think that's why it works nicely. It's 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 the metaphor is backwards. It's not that the blue sky makes you think of heartbreak. It's that he's thinking of heartbreak, therefore looking at the blue sky. It makes him think of heartbreak. Think oh, heartbreak. I get it. I get it. Okay. That's Aren't why it's a nice piece of prose. What color are Dennis' eyes? Uh, they're brown. Dark. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So he's looking at a, at a shit pile and <laughs> thinking of her eyes. Mm. Thinking of all the Jordana, shit he's in. That's right. As Renan is fond of saying, you're so full of shit, your eyes are brown. Yeah, it's funny. 
It's only funny because I'm in brown eyes. <laughs> what is Lenati? Lenati we... is the people from Lenat. Have we encountered Lenat before? No. I, Len, I also I might be wrong about this, but I do feel like Lenati is an allegram for Italian. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, well, it definitely oh, is oh, now because you. you it is. It is fully in Italian. <laughs> I'm, hang on, I'm not that great at anagrams, but I T A L. No, there's only one I. Mm. It's not Italian, but if you did the E instead of an I, it would be Isn't Italian. Isn't there like an H in that word? No. Oh, okay, that's weird. When I think of the word in my head, there's an H in it. Now oh, yeah, are see. you thinking about Lathani? Yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great OPSEC to give away the name. This always bothers me when I go to like the, the pharmacy and I go, yeah, hey, I'm here to pick something up. And they go, oh, yeah, you're Nick Alexander, right? I go, yes. Instead, you know, what if I what if they're like, yeah, you're Charles mm. Gronkowski? And I'll be like, yes. And then they'll give me that guy's drugs. And I'll be like, hell yeah, I got scored some free drugs here. I mean, <laughs> one has to assume that the pharmacy just recognizes you, right? They, they see you come in. I guess so. But it, it's office. a pet peeve elsewhere. Like, you go to pick up a package or something. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're Nick. And so, like, you know, what do I say? Yes. No, I'm not. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm the wrong guy, you're going to give me, you know, well, you're and, and I'm the wrong type of guy. I'll just say yes and, and take the. And thing. like that's a classic thing in spy movies, right? Like where you like you sit down next to someone and you assume that they are your contact and you don't actually verify. Yeah, and say, then you give away a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you say like, ah, you're Mockingbird, aren't you? And the other person says, yes, I am. You know, you don't say that because then they're going to say if they are an enemy agent trying to get counterintelligence from you, they're just going to, yes, I am Mockingbird. I certainly know what that is. And I want you to tell me all the confidential information. Exactly. Exactly. So this guy, not too discreet. Mm. Well, he is a greasy innkeep. He has a greasy Lenati. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Edging into anti-Italian discrimination here. I mean, I don't think it's like. That obviously Italian. <laughs> and certainly your performance like conjures a very... Yeah, yeah, Jeremy's just like playing it up. Yeah, a real pizzeria owner. <laughs> I'd say he's being a real ham, but I guess it's more of a pepperoni. Get out. I'm sorry. You, you didn't get it. Whatever. You set this up. <laughs> get out. No, that's funny. That was a good joke. Thank you. See, yeah. Nick, Nick likes yeah. it. Somebody appreciates me. <laughs> okay, that is kind of all the notes I have, though. I feel like uh, this is just, it's Quoth. He's looking for Denna. Everything that we expect to happen happens. Yeah. You shouldn't expect a lot. And I don't think this is a lot. In fact, I think it's kind of a little. Wow. Do we have a letter? We do. We do. I just feel like we could probably get a little more, squeeze a little more out of this. Sometimes a stone only has so much blood in it. Yeah, I was also, also, if you think we can get more out of it, by all means, Nick, tell us. Well, we can start by getting more out of it by reading this letter. This is from uh, Amanda, who writes, Hello, Pagers 3. On page 892, you discuss how Quoth nods to the readers that he is no barbarian, but do not note on the following page that he gets the traditional Adam smack for doing something stupid. I always thought this was of note. Also, he does swear not to try to find Dennis' patron by his power and his hands. Quote, I swear I won't attempt to uncover your patron, I said bitterly. I swear it on my name and my power. I swear it by my good left hand. I swear it by the ever-moving moon. This could explain why he can't do sympathy, why he can't fight, and why he can't open his thrice-locked chest. That's all. Thanks for the pod. Signed, Amanda. P.S. Jordana, I thought your filet mignon joke was cute. Yay! I'm funny! Yeah, but looks aren't everything. Oh, I walk into that one so often. (laughs) Uh, Amanda, both of those are very salient points. I also, like, 
now that you pointed out that he gets smacked upside the head for doing something stupid, that is funny. Um, and the idea that uncovering Denna's patron is what curses him, because uh, maybe because maybe he doesn't even know that that's what he's doing. Yeah, well, I expect it's less literal that you know by violating the the sacred oath he has become cursed. But I think that through another cause and effect, the oath will also have come to pass. Mm. I think that it is a bit of uh, bitter symmetry rather than the oath itself carrying some kind of magical weight. Mm. But I do think that it's relevant that he made that uh, that he made that oath, and now all of those things seem to be missing. Mm-hmm. And just like structurally, it does follow i think that denna's patron is mixed up in the chandrian somehow that all of these threads are going to convert it has to it has to be otherwise why are we why are we what are we doing (laughs) all the threads have to convert somewhere that's why i think brayden is the patron because he is the hub on which all of these uh, spokes can intersect is the only one that makes sense i've i've said this before you sure have all right listeners We'll take that as a tacit agreement with my theory. <laughs> and we'll be back uh, more tomorrow on another page. Uh, the Wind. Wind.